Hey, Max. Lorenzo. How's it going? It's going. It's going right now. What does that mean? Uh, well, first of all, Happy New Year. Is it? Yeah. Well, it's it's a new year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the happiness part, we'll have to see. But um, I do like sevens, though. Like, it's 2017. Oh, I think do you? sevens are very sexy. I think they look uh, like chicks. Sevens. Wow. So I, it's always been a cool number to me. So that's what I like so far about the year. Well, guess what? there's a seven in it. Yeah. Well, this is episode seven. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. So this is going to be the sexy episode? Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't know about that. Well, I don't think it's so. It's yeah. going to be one weird fetish if someone has their pants around their ankles and they're jerking their joint to this one. But hey, more power to you. I, I don't discriminate. Against your sexual fetish, <laughs> listener. We actually kind of encourage it. Absolutely. Well, should we just get into the meat of the, the shit? Well, I just found out that my uh, beloved pug, Mickey, has cancer just now. Um, and the thing about it is is uh, he's very old, but we don't know how old. And whenever anyone asks, well, how old is he? It's very frustrating because I, I know people... Especially people that don't know or own dogs don't understand. But when you rescue a dog, it doesn't come with a birth date. It's always just like, you don't know what is inside this dog. You don't know what is going on with its organs. You don't know how long it's been on this godforsaken shit-fuck toilet of a planet. You get no information. So the course of time, first of all, you get the dog. When you rescue a dog, you go to the rescuer. And there's a quick little meet and greet. You have to go off your instincts. Well, Jesus, that's a really cute dog. I don't know if he's going to shit in the bed. I don't know if he's going to piss on the floor. I don't know if he's going to barf. I don't know if he has pancreatitis. I don't know if he has cancer. I don't know if he has this. I don't know if he has that. I don't know if he's going to get along with my other pug, Malcolm. Right. It's like going on a first date. Yeah, you, you know? don't know anything. You but go by looks, and you go by, am I going to connect with this being? Right. But the being could go and have all kinds of shit. You are going from a first date to a marriage, if you choose. Right then this and there. Animal. You're taking them home to live with them. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And you I've know, had... Like listen, a mail-order bride or something. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And I've had a lot of dogs, and I have worshipped them all, but Mickey the Pug who we suspect maybe 12 to 14, I don't know. Listen, I've had him, gosh, even though it's only been about five years, going on six years, it, it, it really does feel like, I don't know, 12, 13, 20 years. And he is unusual because of all the dogs that I've had, and I think he comes closest to Lily, and I love Malcolm. Malcolm's just a different kind of dog. He's just... Malcolm is the lovable galump. He's the Lenny from Of Mice and Men. I just want to pet the rabbits, George. You know, he's a lummox. He's a goofball. He's overweight. He's on a fat boy diet. But he's so full of love, we call him our tank. We call him, uh, like you said, our rock. And he is, without a doubt, the unsung hero of the family. Because every time with the past two pugs who have been the most major dogs in my life, Lily and Mickey, he's been... The reliable bodyguard, the standby, the over here, the, you know, he doesn't have the problems that these other dogs had. But the problem with Mickey is, that's killing me the most, that's absolutely tearing my soul apart, is that I've never, I don't think, and Lily comes pretty close, probably the closest, I've never had an animal love me 
as much as I love them. Like he You loves felt me. the love from Mickey more than your other pugs? No, no, it's it's not about that. It's 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 his love for me. That's what I'm saying. You felt the love from Mickey. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know, Lily had her attitude and she, you know, would have to have her space and all that cuz she was a chick, you know, which is understandable. Malcolm, he's always got to plop right down into my lap like a boulder and that's fine. I I can't sit down without two black pugs jumping into my lap. But Mickey Lorenzo, Mickey worships me. He is so loyal and so good to me. He's always right there now that could be he's a velcro pug he's a you know he's he's a he's a troubled emotionally battered animal i mean he came god knows where he came from when we rescued him he was dropped off at the rescuer and uh he had to have 14 teeth pulled out of his head because his mouth was rotten which we took care of right from the get-go right from the start that was before we found out all of his other problems but even my wife my wife admits that no living creature in the history of my personal existence has been as loyal as Mickey. Wow. So you can imagine how devastating getting the news right before I showed up here. He's just across the street at, at an animal house. Right as we're taping this. Right as we're ta- I wanted to bring him in here. I he remember. He was going to be a guest on the show he today. He was going to be, you know, the, the tank of the show. Correct. But uh, he usually goes to um, a hospital or a, a, a veterinary clinic also out in uh, Studio City, where I live. I don't live out here in fucking West L.A. I hate it down here. I hate it down here like you hate the valley. This fucking place. These people out here. Bunch of snobs. Although I do like Santi Monica. Santi Monica is very and, good. And Venice. I do like where you live. Well, I just don't like you. this West uh, Hollywood. All right. You can come over again. Ugh. So, anyway... I'm just really rattled, and, uh, you know, I don't want to be a bummer, but at the same time, I got to be me, and this is what's going on. It's coming out of my pores. I'm actually amazed I'm not bawling right now, and I think it's because I cried in the parking lot before I came here. Did you really? I did. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, it's brave of you to, to share that with us and, and, and to just kind of vent. But I have to say also... It's also obviously very terrible of your pet or any pet that, you know, is going to get cancer and probably, you know, has a a finite number of months to live. But the dog lived years longer than it should because I've personally seen you give it shots in the ass, (laughs) special food, sleeping with it, waking up at two in the morning when it has a seizure, calming it down, giving it meds for years so you you were a, a he's doctor. He's not an it. He's a he. But yes, I okay, know. Okay, right. you were there. Lorenzo, I was there when Lorenzo he had and I were watching when he had his first grand mal seizure. Lorenzo and I were watching Paranormal Activity. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's very true. And 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 Mickey and Malcolm were out on the patio, and all of a sudden we're sitting there. We've had a lot of wine. We're sitting there in the dark, like a couple of freaks watching this, you know, ghost story. And all of a sudden, there's this boom outside, and the and dog like, is literally. Flipping up and down Flipping up and in the down air. Grandma's. It was crazy. So I had to get the rectal syringe and fill his ass with a sedative, yeah. which I did. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm, hold, I'm holding him down. You're holding and, him down. And you're giving him the shot in the ass, which actually did work. Yeah. But, you know, I guess looking back, all those things you did were yeah. just Band-Aids yeah. to... You know. Yeah, he, he has pancreatitis, and, and now um, you know we found out over the weekend that he has a mass on his uh, pancreas, which is shooting all of this insulin. Listen, no one cares about this, but the point is, the dog is, is very sick, and, uh, and he does have, uh, it's called insula, insulinoma. 
insulinoma. And it's a cancer, and, and he's been coughing these past few months, too. So we took him in for that and gave him cough suppressants. Well, that's because we believe that the cancer now, the doctor, the specialist today, has spread into his lungs. Oh, wow. It's on his liver. Surgery, out of the question. I am not cutting my baby's abdomen open and putting him through that insufferable hell right. of recuperation and then chemo. And the possibility is he's so old, like an old person, yeah. he might not survive the surgery. He's not going to survive. And, and, he's and got to be at least 11 or 12 years old. How selfish would that be of me? I, 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 I love him and I want him around, but I would never do that to him. Oh, dude, when we, uh, when we had to say goodbye to Lily, which was ruinously shattering, also in January, ironically enough, but I think Mick... I think we can keep him around for a few more months. But uh, when when we uh, had to put her down, we we had <laughs> we had a guy come to our house. Wow! You know, he comes in and he gives the three shots. You know, one mellows you out, and then one kind of stops your uh, breathing, and then mm-hmm. one stops your heart or something like that. And then he takes her away in a basket, and you know, a week later, you get a bag of ashes in the mail. Wow! Yeah, I mean, it sounds so clinical. I know. It's like, okay, here's your dog. Bye. Yeah, but uh, but I think that's what uh, I think. You know, well, that's what we're gonna probably have to do with Mick. But uh, well, I'm very very sorry. I mean, it's just it's a terrible way to start off this year, and yeah, it's a terrible way to start a podcast. No, 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 it's not. It's, you know, I, eh, people I can, can shut it off. They want to they yeah. fucking listen. But uh, but I'm seeing the anguish on your face right now. Yeah. And I'm, it's, I'm, as, you, as you're saying this, you, I'm look, just like, you look terrible. I'm just like, wow, man, there's, there's so many horrible, awful beings on this planet. And how come my Mickey has to be so sick and suffer? You know, it's just... Because the good in all living creatures, right? they die young. Donald Trump will live forever. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be 117. Donald Trump. But uh, well, the, the positive thing is you have another love of your life. You have, you have uh, well, besides Malcolm. your wife. I mean, you got Malcolm. Yep. You give all your attention to Malcolm. Yep. You'll he's just, great. He's, he's going to basically just say, well, what happened to my friend? But he'll get over it. And he'll, he uh, will. And you'll just have to basically make sure Malcolm is uh, comfortable and happy and... You mean you Mickey know. or Malcolm? Malcolm. Yeah, well, they, they will both be comfortable yes. and happy. They're, they are the most ridiculously spoiled pugs. Everyone knows it. Mickey is a bit of a superstar. Uh, he's got a lot of fans because mm-hmm. I do a lot of videos and pictures of, of the I boys. I know. I've seen them all uh, over uh, your travels, too. You take them everywhere. I take them everywhere. And yeah, we just took over uh, New Year's. Uh-huh. We were in Cayucas. We were in the Central Coast. And we were schlepping them around to wineries. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. But but there was you could tell that something was off with Mickey. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and once you place him on the beach and he just doesn't even want to sniff and piss all over seaweed, you know that there's something wrong. So, uh. And, you know, I don't have kids, so talk about spoiled. Because Mickey was having such a hard time walking, Lorenzo, we bought him a dog stroller. I put him in a dog stroller when I brought him over to, to the VCA. Today, he was in a stroll. No one else had a dog stroll. Right. Dogs were walking with like three legs and hobbling in and just <laughs> <laughs> dogs were being rushed into the ER. You got a doggy limo. He has a cat, a black Cadillac. Mm-hmm. It's got a little bowl and a, and a bottle of water that I put in there. It's got shit bags. It's got a, a purple towel because purple's his color. <laughs> do you put a little bonnet on him, like a little newborn? No, no, I don't, I don't do that. But I, uh, I slept in a black t-shirt the past couple nights. I put that in there to give him comfort because, you know, dogs, they love to curl up in your dirty clothes. Yeah, like you do. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I like to curl up in um, my wife's dirty panties, but that's another thing. 
but yeah, I just, uh, man, oh man, oh man, I, I'm hurting. But, um, but I said, no way am I going to bail on this. Because I'm having fun well, talking to you. You too. But part of me thought that you were going to bail, and that would have been fine. Really? Yeah, because, you know, I didn't I know what was going to happen. I think I've been pretty happen. reliable. Well, you never had a dog with cancer the day of the recording. I've so, never had that. So that's a different issue. No, the issue. day of the recording. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, like an hour before. An hour before. <laughs> yeah, found. you found out. So it's cool. It's cool. I'm glad you're here, and we're drinking wine, and I'm going to do a toast to Mickey. Mickey. I've spent many hours with you, with you on my lap, also. Ooh, you yes, know, you have. With uh, stinky breath and yep. uh, stinky bodies and ground mall seeds. Hey, just, wait a second. We love you. You bitched about that, and I made sure to give them baths before you hang out with. That's them. true, but there were a couple of days that. Uh, it well, was Malcolm's pretty bad. breath is is abhorrent. Yeah, it's true. Uh, before we get to you, I, I'd All like right. to I'd like to bring up something. Bring up something. Um, let's see. I'm going to do it this way. So someone posted a review. Of our show. Of our show? You didn't read this? You mean someone's See, actually listening? You didn't read this. I don't think so. Wow. Um, Lay it on me. Good or bad? No, it's fine. Oh, good. I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but... Uh, I'll, I'll take a positive review. Uh, hey, what happened? Where'd it go? It was I'm, so great, it disappeared. I, I was in my search. I'll be editing this part out. Oh, here we go. Okay, reviews. Ready? Yeah. How is it you didn't see this? I don't know. We have not received... Okay, here we go. Okay, ready, Ray? Okay. Uh, four stars out of five. Not bad, right? Right. The hosts compliment each other well. I'd agree with that. Okay. While Cook is a bit more manic and over the top at times, Scott seems very grounded, providing a nice balance. You see, I don't think that's very fair. First of all, you don't say anything on this show. I do all the fucking talking. So why are you getting... You're the nice balance guy. That's no insult to Cook, the writer writes. He provides a lot of energy and humor. Oh, thanks. Their <laughs> guests so far, six eps in, have been very entertaining. I'm hoping they'll eventually evolve and go a little bit deeper with questions and explore some topics off the beaten path. Dude, I will talk about anything. I'll talk about anything. You want to talk about shoving um, uh, farm fresh eggs up your asshole? Let's go. All right. I don't have much to offer but if you want to talk about scrambled or hard-boiled or something <laughs> here we go ready continuing on with the review mr cook seems exceedingly interested in things he's interested in which feels like it'll be fun to hear while mr scott feels like the guy you wouldn't mind having a beer or three with what i get a three-way you wow this guy wants to have beers with you not me oh my god that's not very fair. Well, it's not about being fair. It's like... But but it's just... I went through this with Adam and Mimosa. Adam just seems so cool. He just seems so groovy. <laughs> he just seems like the guy you want to hang with. Ah, Max, he's just a fucking maniac. Yeah, I'm providing the fucking content here. That wasn't manic at all. <laughs> Was that an iTunes review? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, I didn't see that. No, thank you. Uh, whoever th you are. Thank you, whoever you are. Um, and I just, I think I know who you are, but... I guess. Seriously, uh, to take the time to write a review and give us... is great. Uh, four stars is amazing. It, and, it's, uh, uh, thanks for taking the time and being honest, and we'll talk later about the three-way. Surprisingly, um, I've gotten a, a, a few people say, hey, what's going on with the show? Is there a new one soon? And, nice. And I've, I've had to say, hey, we're recording one-on-one. -on -one. 11 oh, great. 17 which is today yeah 
It's fantastic. Now, I have to say that it, this is going to be episode seven. I will get it up as soon as possible. But we are recording in my studio in West LA. Right. New changes. I Big came, changes. I came in last weekend. Everybody on everybody's door had a flyer. You have to relocate. Yeah. The building is being sold. Get out. Everybody get out. Out. So I have to find a new studio. Yeah. And set it all up. And it's going to take a while. So either we find another location to do this, and I think we might, maybe your house or my house, or there might be a little bit of a lull between episode seven and episode eight. So if sure. you're listening and episode eight doesn't happen for a little while, yeah. we're very sorry. Yeah, I don't think but, they get that impatient, but, but, but uh, <laughs> Jesus, get over yourself. No, but... Uh, but we're, we'll, we'll find a new location And you found too. a new studio space. Well, I think so. I think it's going to work. It's a smaller room. Yeah. But, but I, in I, typical Lorenzo fashion, I know uh, you would express concern, like, oh shit, I'm being kicked out of my studio yeah but of course the next day you found a new studio well the next couple of days something came up and i think it's gonna work yeah but i also have a rock band in there so i have to have right. the room for them room for what we do and and get it all set up so yes. i think it's i think it's gonna happen but just bear with us people the girl in the glory is your band and now yeah. you've started to do shows and what's awesome is i had no idea you were performing in north hollywood because you didn't even tell me well number one it's our first gig and I'll be honest with you. This but is, what's, what does well, that mean? Well, no, it's, you want to get people in the house? Or, it's our you? first show. It's going to be a train so wreck. We haven't even done it yet. It's, I'll tell you, it's tomorrow. We're gigging tomorrow. Tomorrow's the very, very first show. You want to come? Come. I it, can't come tomorrow. Well, fuck you. I thought you already did a show. <laughs> no. The, the one was, that's in North Hollywood? Tomorrow. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't make that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate when people come. I don't invite anybody because it, we're, it's... We're good, and the songs are tight. But the first show is always a train wreck. So yeah, but the, I want my friends to come when we're you know we've we've learned how okay. to pull it off. And but is that fair to the club because or to the band because <laughs> I if don't you care. show up, it's fair to the band. I don't care about the club. If you show up with no butts in the seats, no one there to buy alcohol, yeah, what? Why would I, as a club owner, want to have you back? Because we're good, and they want good bands in the club. Even if we draw five people, really? which I think we will. I have spent years in good bands okay. and drawing nobody in this gotcha. freaking town. L.A. is so freaking hard. Yeah, yeah. But if you're really, really good, they mm. want you to play. So I have been working very hard to make sure the songs are really, really good. Right. And I just worry about the draw later. Is I that, worry oh, wait, about. Listen, listen. Ah, uh, fucking drummers. Boop -a -doop -a -doop. Yep, that's funny. Yeah. There's a guy drumming right next <laughs> as, to you. As we speak. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. But I didn't invite you or actually anybody purposely because it's show number one. Show number three and on, right. you're, you're going to know. Okay, does everyone else in the band have that policy? Probably or? not. Okay, good. They're probably going to invite all their friends. And that's great. That's that. Well, I, I'm with them. I think that's what you should do. All right. I think, I think this whole one show, see how it goes, we suck thing is... No, we don't is, suck. Yeah. It's just... It's, I just think it's the uh, no matter how much experience you've had right. in bands and you've had a ton of club experience. Yeah, I, I also have had a ton of experience in theater and getting people to come see me and shit and da da da. I get it, but 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 you got to change your attitude on that. But let me ask you, would you invite all your friends to the dress rehearsal of your of a new play? You know what I would do? I would hire a room at it, Amps has a huge room. Okay. 
your dress rehearsal is at Amps. I we we performed at Amps together in our REM cover band. Yeah. There's a stage. Yeah. There's a gigantic room. Invite friends to that for a, re- a little reception. That's actually a really we're good idea. Have a dress it's rehearsal. too late, but because we're, we're digging already. I, right. But 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 wouldn't it be something to just have one night only? Come to Amps. Yeah. You got a cooler full of beer. Right. Get some wine going, and you're inside that room. The air's kicking in, and you perform your set for your closest peeps and get some feedback. That's a great idea. Set that up and I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Wait. I'm going down the street. I'm doop a doop. You need more wine? I know I do. Drunken self-loathing hip hop. Yeah, I still have to. <laughs> I hate my face. I hate my life. The only thing I got is a good ass wife. These drums are kicking on really lame. You know what? Tomorrow will be the same. I make no money. Yes, I do. No, I don't. What am I going to do? Okay, that was terrible. That was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, New Year's. I hate New Year's. Well, it's always... I think it's a terrible holiday. I don't want to be yeah. reminded that there's another year of fucking life to live. Um, I don't want to stare down another year where, like, all of a sudden... Well, my birthday's in August. When's yours in November? No, April. April. Shit, that's right. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't want to re- be reminded that I'm going to be, you know... A year, year older. older. You yeah. know, a year trying to, to get gigs and, yeah. you know... Trying to get oh yeah hustling Are you oh kidding? yeah the hustle, the hustle and the whole thing, but and this is where I get caught up even with you. What is coming up <laughs> in the world of Mexico? That is a terrible question. Okay, uh, no, I mean look, I um, I continue to, to work now and again, which is great. I'm I'm definitely taking it up a notch with um, uh, you know the acting and all that. But uh, th- look, the the substantial things are I'm 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 actually uh, I've already started filming my dog Mickey. Like I'm gonna make a little documentary right. about him or a, and a, his past. A, a documentary. A documentary. I love that. Thank you. I'm gonna. I, I wonder if that's uh, been coined. If not, it just did. Well, I love it. And um, and then I've, I've got that documentary I'm working on uh, about my uh, high school drama teacher. Yeah, I want to hear about that, Mr. Carell. Well, I can't. And there's not much to discuss. But uh, is, is it uh, too I'll, early to have it to unveil? Yeah, the... a little bit. I, I'm editing it, and it's it's a, it's been a great experience. But again, it's like wow. Can I just stick with? my instincts and not try to include other people to make this thing happen because um, part of it is, uh, and he'll never listen to this, so it's okay, but but part of it is I, I want this story to be about me going to see my drama teacher from high school and telling him to his face how much he meant to me. And we filmed that and it was beautiful. Then I was thinking, wow, I'm not alone. He's got scores of other people who, uh, had the same uh, right. experience with Famous him. and not famous. Correct. So I thought, wow, wouldn't it be interesting to kind of pepper in throughout the doc testimonials from people? And I reached out to, um, so far, maybe eight folks, and I got one response. I, I mean, an actual video response. And then I filmed a friend, and then everyone who promised me that they were going to do something, either have not come through. They or, bailed on you. Well, I don't know, but I, I'm not going to go chasing these people. They have the information. They know what I needed from them. I, I provided a very clear-cut description of what I wanted from them. Oh, yeah, that sounds great. And then one guy came at me the other day. Hey, did you still want that thing? 
No, no, uh, I've totally moved on to a whole new uh, documentary now, so don't even worry about it. Like, yeah, I want the fucking thing. But now I'm so turned off by the idea. And I've had, let's see, I reached out to at least three or four people who've known me almost my whole life, and they haven't gotten back to me. You know it's bad when they haven't gotten back to you. So your vision is being a bit curtailed, and you Correct. can't wait for everybody, so you're like, fuck it, I'm going to edit this thing. I'm going to edit and, it and without I, them and I, without I, w- them. Without all the other people yeah. saying how great he is. Yeah. Which makes it more about your point of view, right? Basically. But I was trying to spread the love. I understand, but they don't want the love spread on them. Well, no, the people who said they did certainly want to be a part of it. Oh yeah, I want to film myself talking about how much I love this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm on it. Dead silence. Right. It just you, we were talking about this town and and the degree of flakiness, and and that just triggered that in me. You know, it's just like show up or shut up. Don't dangle carrots in my face. Don't tell me, you know, yeah, I want to be a part of this. I just, I don't have the patience for it anymore. Mm -hmm. This is why I don't want to count on anybody. This is why I want to be just a lone wolf McQuaid. However, with you, you've been fucking awesome with this thing. You came to me and said, I want to do this. And we do it. And then a few days later, you send me the file and we go through it. And then you post it. And you do the work. Yeah, you do, you're, you're sitting here doing the work. I'm You've not a been flake. reliable. I'm a reliable guy. Well, we I'm need... the kind of guy you want to have a beer with. <laughs> <laughs> I I swear to God, if you wind up having a beer with the guy who wrote that review, I ain't coming. <laughs> you go have your little beer together. Let's see how exciting that'll be. I'm having wine with you. That's fine. Thank <laughs> Anyhow, so as far as like what's coming up, I don't know. Listen, you and I uh, and and Brett Pearson's recorded a song. And, yeah, uh, what's happening with that? We we need to do that. So so you that's know, on the docket. We you know, make... we, you've teased me. We've actually teased our listeners about yeah. this. I know, and we haven't really said much about it. It could well, be really really cool, but it's been kicked off to the corner. No, no, no. Well, the, listen, the holidays hit. And yeah, then, that's uh, true. Everything got so jammy and crammy and slowed down, and then that's what the holidays do. That's why do. I hate them. You get in this momentum, yeah. and you work on your projects, and all of a sudden it just Boom. comes to a halt, and yeah. everything. You hit a brick wall. And then you just, you're supposed to have fun. Where you're, you're in the back of your mind, you're really thinking about the project that yeah, you just yeah, stopped yeah, doing. Yeah. You want the holidays to be over so you can just get back to fucking work. Yeah. And then you sort of get into a, a stupor. Yeah. And then January is such a slump because it's sort of like the car has been parked in the in the driveway yeah, all the winter. The engine's all cold and there's no gas in there. <laughs> You know, that's what we're doing right now. Right. To but get this fucking year going. This podcast is our new gas. And then your dog gets cancer and yeah. you want to kill yourself. But you can't kill yourself because you got to take care of your dog until the end. <sighs> I will tell you something. Even though things slowed down during the uh, holidays between Christmas and New Year's, dude, I saw X at the Roxy. What? The band X. Yeah. They reformed all original members? All the original members had a special run of shows. Was it like invitation only or open to the public? Well, it was a uh, opening night of like I think a four or five night run with with different opening acts. What a great treat. I love X. Yeah, my friend Eric totally hooked it up because, you know, I'm a punk rock fiend. 
And uh, and it was so funny because, you know, you, you mentioned you'd seen them. Yeah. When did you see them? I saw them New Year's Eve at a small club in West L.A. that's no, that's now a restaurant wow. called the Alligator Lounge. Okay. And this is, oh, God, 1990? Wow. Maybe late 80s. And uh, it was great. It was fantastic. Well, listen, this uh, exclusive night, courtesy of my friend, uh, who's a way into, he was like, he's a serious punk rocker. Mm -hmm. Like, even though he's, you know, middle aged like us, this dude was standing there ready to start a mosh pit. He's looking for the opportunity. I'm like, you're in your early 50s now. You cannot be doing this. He's like, fuck that. I'm getting in there. You know, it was pretty hilarious. But, um, but oh my gosh, yeah, the ticket uh, meant that you got to see their sound check, which we saw. Wow. You got a, a, a poster. One's like the band posters you used to have hanging here in the studio that's yeah. now being uh, scrapped. Uh, signed by all the band members. Cool. You know, buttons, whatever, like a whole little gift bag, and then uh, the show. But I got to tell you, man, even more exciting to me personally uh, than X, and I love X, was Mike Watt of the Minutemen. Really? Was he opening? He was the opener with his band, The Second Men. And they do Minutemen songs, oh, but I li- it's two I, other guys. I love the name. It's not D. Boone and George Hurley. Right. It's two other dudes. Did they bring it? Oh, my God, dude. Fucking Mike Watt was so awesome. He shows up. Talk about an old guy. You know, he's got, like, silver hair. He's super tall, but he's still got his fucking uh, torn-up Levi's. Right. He's got plaid his shirt, plaid plaid flannel shirt, right. glasses, and uh, he had his uh, bass, you know, slung on his back. And if you ever heard Mike Watt, he kind of talks like this. And he's from San Pedro, right? So when he's not playing music, he's down in San Pedro with Henry Rollins out on his kayak doing his podcast. So he shows up, dude. It was like two minutes before he hit the stage. He shows up limping with his glasses wee jawed on his face. <laughs> Did he fall down with his back? <laughs> yeah, he may as well have with his base strapped to his back, wearing one of those shiny. What's that fish stick with the fisherman on the cover? And the yellow hood when you a sea slicker like oh when you go right out to like, sea, like a rain slicker yeah it was yeah. like a raincoat right that a, that a, <laughs> that a fisherman would wear because <laughs> he he's from Pedro maybe he just came off his kayak. So he, he just hops on the stage and and Mike's a bassist, so boom doom 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 boom 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 doom 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 This dude was shredding and singing the D Boone lyrics. Yeah. Serious as a heart attack! It was so fucking cool. But here's the problem, because there's always gonna be a problem when it's me. Dude, I have not been to a show in a club where I am standing on a hardwood floor for, for two, four hours. Four hours. Oh, yeah. 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 It gets you right behind, behind the knees. My, yep. It, I hate that. Lorenzo, my calves were rotten yeah. for days. And, but and it is worth it. It's worth it. That show was worth it. That show was worth it. But it was hot, and yeah. people are pressing up against you, and I am not a people person. Right. And I got to tell you, there were a few times where like a hot chick's ass was pressing up against my crotch yeah and i was like oh ooh, okay no no this is miserable because because it's just so hot and everyone's so crammy and sweaty and and then i start to uh, go into another place in my head where everything starts to slow down like even though i wasn't uh, on drugs or anything because i don't do drugs but you know i had a few beverages but everything started to slow down and the music was so loud that i was going deaf I was deaf when I walked out of the club. Ringing I, in I, the ears. The whole, you didn't no, wear earplugs? I was deaf. 
No. no. Oh, dude. You dude, got earplugs. Dude, I think I damaged my hearing. Oh, it, shit. It, it has taken a few weeks to come back. But I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's punk rock, you know. Right. But no, man. And But as I was standing there, that's when I start to look over at the guy next to me. And he's screaming. And you see the saliva strings going up and down. But because you're not in a chair, the saliva string is right there. Yeah. And spit is flying out of his face. And sweat is spitting out of his pores. It's a punk show. And you can smell his hot, garlicky, oniony fart breath. And I got to tell you, man, it was a bad experience at that It's point. like you know you're not 16. You feel like you are. I'm seeing X and the, and the second men. But after a while, it's like, you know what? I want to see this in the in a nice private I suite. I want to see it at the, at the Greek. <laughs> exactly. With my own waitress. <laughs> Dude, I had box seats for the cure. It was one of the greatest nights of, course, of my life. Because you're taken care of like a Holly, fucking king. Hollywood Bowl, baby. <laughs> I, I didn't touch anyone but my wife and the creepy chick in the box. spoiled prince. <laughs> I really am. Oh, my God. But, dude, no, that fucking show. It's so funny. Yeah, 16, man. 16, I saw the Violent Femmes in combat boots and a bathrobe at the Hollywood Palladium, and I jumped it. It was the only first and last time I was ever in a mosh pit was that show. But uh, So at the Roxy, at this past show, there was no mosh pit. No. Everyone dude, was too old. Everyone was too old. It was like and- a slosh pit. <laughs> They're kind of like sort of rubbing against each other, but they're they're too old to really go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm serious. This is a heart attack too. <laughs> exactly. No, see ya, bloody red ass. So, uh, what was I talking about? Oh no! In the fucking mosh pit where there would be punk rockers, there's like a guy with a giant Canon camera trying to get really good photos of X. <laughs> that ain't punk rock. <laughs> and Xine and and John Doe. Oh my god. They're so cool, and Xine's a grandma now. I mean, is my she God. really? But you know what? She must be the uh, the gr- a grandma with the, the the most edgiest attitude oh, ever. Because she she's so all cool. about attitude. Yeah. No, she hasn't lost her attitude. No, the she attitude- was on stage, and she was like, she's captivating, captivating, and, yeah. and her attitude was fantastic. And uh, she's sixty, and John Doe's sixty-four, right? And he's got all of his iconography. You know, he right. wears the cowboy punk shirts and right. like the the fucking bolo tie and the leather jacket, and he still has the pompadour, and he's. It was just so cool. It sounds like a great show, dude. We had so much fun. I mean, seriously. Again, my friend, like, I would watch him, and he's kind of a a short, sort of, he looks like he'd be on the short bus. (laughs) He's a little special needs. No, he's brilliant. He's my friend Eric. But he kind of jumped in a few times, and I kept looking at him. He's looking back at me. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to get in there. And he never really managed to start anything. Yeah. Well. And and it didn't help that, uh, you know, the way the Roxy is designed when you walk in, there are two carpeted pathways, and then there's the main floor, right? And then there's the silver lounge where, like, you know, yeah, you can go and sit and yeah. be waited on. That's where I wanted to be. That's where I thought we'd be. But if you even step a heel onto the carpeted pathway, you got the ushers coming up, pushing you back in the right. crowd. Right. I fucking hated that. <laughs> I can't do it. There's got to be a show for like you know punk over fifty. <laughs> I want to see The Descendants. Did I show you that doc about The Descendants? We saw it. It was we, fantastic. Milo, yeah. Yeah, was it was great. great. It was great. Yeah. All that stuff was great. And because, you know, I've said this before, that uh, modern music just fucking sucks. Yeah. That you see all those other people that just have attitude, great songs, and they still bring it in their 60s. They just run right over all the young bands right they now do. that are so corporate and they just want to make money and they don't know much about songwriting and there's no attitude and... You know, it goes. It makes you just even appreciate all that old stuff even more. Absolutely. You know, I love that stuff. So it's inspiring. You know, maybe that's what this new year should be. Is just yeah. like you know, 
rediscovering all the quality old stuff yeah. that the new stuff is fucking crap yeah and and going back to the to basics and uh, realizing that what you were into in the beginning was actually the road you should have still be, yeah. be on and um you know just to appreciate where we've come from yeah i mean on a complete similar note but but um but different from punk rock uh so kate bush you know she did a show in 2014 now it was called before the dawn and uh she only performed in london because she's like a female stanley kubrick you know right. she won't come to the states yeah. she won't fly she wants this she's got all kinds of issues but but i got nicole that uh one of the christmas gifts was that because i got nicole into kate bush oh yeah i'm a nicole kate never, i know you are and yeah. nicole never really appreciated her but now she does but i love kate and always have and so uh, it's funny that you that you say go back to the old stuff because she put out this live record called you know be behind the dawn before the dawn before the dawn uh, and it's three discs dude it's some of the most transporting atmospherically magnificent like I can't even imagine what this stuff must have looked like on stage but she she redid a lot of her old songs but then there's a lot of new stuff that doesn't grab me as much as the old stuff mm-hmm. but we've been listening to that a lot and especially driving up and down the central coast right listening to that well she's great and yeah. she's you know inspiring and she inspired a lot of female vocalists whether yeah, they admit did. it or not real and groundbreaker she one. is she yeah. is and she's one of my faves and it's also amazing at least in america how many people have never heard of her yeah so if you're listening and you want to discover somebody new at least new for you but that's been around for almost 40 years yeah um her name is kate bush yeah. and kate bush was discovered when she was 15 years old Correct. by david gilmore by david gilmore yeah. that's right Come in with the cootie you know. light in the morning. Come in with the gookie. Yeah. You know, you know her song. He, yeah, he knew that Make she a was deal really. with God and again to swallow faces. We yes. run up that road. That's the big hit. Yeah. But yeah, you were saying about Gilmore. No, I'm just saying that he saw, he knew that he saw something special. Yeah. And he's the one that, uh, that got her signed. You and... think he fucked her? <sighs> she was pretty hot when she was young. Oh my God. Oh my God. She was a dancer. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I don't know if David Gilmore ever got Might, into... I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, let's, let's not say that, but uh, that would be something. Yeah. And Peter Gabriel, she was a frequent... She was like a female Peter yeah, Gabriel as I'm well. Yeah, she's, she's in that whole she scene. She collaborated so, with that dude. You know, if you don't know about her and you love that kind of, you know, arty, yeah. really cool, deep kind of uh, songwriting, you'll, yeah. you'll like her. So that's Definitely. really cool. I, I yeah. will come over, I'll bring wine, and we'll watch uh, at least one DVD of that. Oh well, it's she hasn't put it out on DVD yet. Oh, what's it? I see you said three CD or oh, CDs. Three CDs. Yeah. Oh, not DVDs. Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay, well we'll listen. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I still have to show you that Roger Waters uh, Wall Show. Yeah, we got to see that too. Yeah, great. There's a lot to do. Yeah, there's a lot to, for so, us to. So all right, out. so there are some good things to look forward to. This there year. are. Don't be so bleak. I mean, again, I'm sorry about your dog. Thanks. It is incredibly sad. You gave it a great life. And stop it, calling it an it. This uh, is why you have no love for I animals. I love You're animals. pretending to be him. a guy who loves animals. No. I, 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 He's a him. He's not an it. He's a living little creature with a soul and a spirit. I agree. And a heart. And, and if you look into his big, beautiful brown eyes, you will melt. You will dissolve. He is superior to all of us. And on that note, <laughs> Max. Dude. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, buddy. We've done episode seven. I wish peace for you. Oh, thank you. I wish you to be less manic Ah, and just be calm. I want people to want to have a beer with me. I hope that you become Actually, that Actually, you know what? Guy. I'm glad they don't want to have a beer with me because I don't want to meet anyone anymore. No, you hate people. I do. I know. 
We've, we've actually covered that before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see that changing in the new year. Who am I going to hide with in the dark and watch movies? Where's my Mickey? I got to go pick him up, man. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Happy New Year. Happy New Year.